Welcome to another episode of the My Side of the Block Podcast. This is the bait edition, baby. You know who I am. I'm PJ. You know, you don't got to really hear me too much, but we got a good one going on today, man. We got two MMA fighters. Listen, first of all, me and Bobby already did something like this. So I'm going to love to hear what we got. Today we have somebody returning for the bait. We have the one and only Matt. Say what's up, Matt. Going on. I'm 0-1, so I got to tie this up. Yo, you're O and O. It's a new year. That don't. That's irrelevant. We started, year, bro. Yeah, it's we got the new gauntlet. year. Don't worry about it. We got a gauntlet. Yeah, that's what's stung. So for the gauntlet, you get one yeah. point for a loss, three points for a yeah. win. So you get a point no matter what. We're both right. on board. Time to redeem yourself. And of course, we got the one and only Bobby, aka GSP's nut nut checker. Hey, so, hey, hey! Come on, come on! Don't make me break out the tat. Then we'll think we're really arguing. I got I put on a little weight, so I don't look like GSP anymore. <laughs> I gotta get back to it. <laughs> I look like DC. <laughs> so if you guys don't know, if you guys don't know, we have it. It's Anderson Silva versus the great GSP. Now I'm a little biased with this one because Anderson is my favorite fighter, but I love GSP. So this is gonna be great. So uh guys bring the heat. Well, somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, you, 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 like you said, we already did this before, so like, I'm, I'm cool because I already have a lot of information on my side, which is why I decided to hop in on short notice, but I always like to hear someone else's opinion and someone else's, you know, hot takes on the guy, and we already talked off camera about my actual real, real, real opinion, not the debate opinion, the real opinion, yes. so I'm curious to hear Matt's take on Silva because entertaining fighter, I love to watch the guy. You know, I still watch his highlights, so I, I'm, I'm excited to hear your take. But that's that's what we say. It's here. gonna be great. Um, I look at it like this: these two, these two guys are like two flavors. It's what you prefer. So if you can convince people, like, hey, GSP is better, Anderson's better, y'all did your job. So good luck. So today, <laughs> let's rock with this coin flip real quick. Mm. Special edition, remember? Heads or tails? We're actually. I'm going to roll with Matt on this one. What do you want? Head just tell us since you're returning. Right, perfect. I'm going with, on the Care Bear coin, I'm going with the Care Bear. Head. <laughs> special edition. You forgot special edition. Special edition. I'm going to win. Here we go. That's a good pick. <laughs> All right, ready? <laughs> Tails. Is that, that's not the Care Bear? So, All right. All right. So I get the pick here. So let's see. Let's see. I, I'm going to give you the floor. I'm going to let you go on the floor since... I'm semi co-host, and I want I want to hear what you say. So let's go, because last time I got to go first against uh, Craig. So let's switch it up here and let's hear what you got to say. So go ahead, floor's yours, right, man. Perfect, awesome. Obviously, I went with Anderson Silva, the goat. Um, the reason why I went with him is, and I'm just gonna read off some stats. So my man was on a 17 fight win streak in the UFC over a span of six years. And it goes even further if you uh, take away the Yushinokami. Uh, he got DQ'd because he hit him with a legal, uh, a legal hit. So he didn't really lose that 
kind of like John Jones when uh, when he lost to um, I think it was Matt Hamill when he hit him with a with an illegal strike. I just don't count it as a loss because uh, John Jones definitely was not going to lose that fight. Same thing with Anderson. So he was the champion for six years. In those six years, in those seventeen fights, only two fights went to the decision. Insane. I think that's incredible. He finishes fights in awesome fashion. When you think of Anderson Silva, he puts on a he puts on a show for the crowd. So to be able to beat play, uh, beat other people in a um, exciting way and an exciting fashion, it just shows how much how far above the competition you are too. Um, we're not looking at split decisions and things like, of that nature. We're looking at round one KOs and things of that nature. So, and then when he finally lost his uh, his reign, um, a lot of people have seen that fight. It's a it's a famous fight. It's he's playing around he's playing around with what Weidman the whole time. So in my opinion, think about it too. In the fight game, your prime is short because you gotta you gotta come in, you gotta hold that reign, and there's there's killers coming up and they're trying to take that belt from you. And uh, Anderson's reign, like I said, 17 fights in a row. Think about that. That's just incredible. And that's just in the UFC. He was killing people before that too. So I'll leave it at that. I'll start with that, and then there's there's much more to come. So um, I got Anderson Silva as the goat. All right, well done, well done. Now, Bobby, what's your counterpoint, buddy? You know, first off, before we get started, I do want to thank you, Matt, for coming on. Uh, You know, like, for real, you're one of the the main people that supports us, supports the group. You come on the podcast, you you always comment in the Soup Life. So thank you for that. And uh, welcome back, man, welcome back. Uh, Guys, make sure you guys go check out Matt on YouTube. He he does a lot of different things on YouTube. So check him out at Game T Changer. I'm telling you guys, go to ride out of what he does. He also does a lot of his own little podcast takes, and he does a lot of what we do. So uh, if you guys like what we do, you're going to like what he does, except you're going to get some trick shots with it, which is a little bit better than what I can do. So uh, go check him out. They are, man, they are. They are. Um, (laughs) You know, Listen, growing up watching UFC, there was three guys I watched. It was John Jones, GSP, and Silva. And we even throw in Demetrius Johnson. We liked watching him. But you're not wrong. Anderson Silva was one of the most entertaining fighters of, of all time. The, the, the fight win streak, absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. You know, I, I would bring in GSP's streak, but obviously Silva's is a little bit higher. But I do want to say this about his knockout things. The competition that he fought that got knocked out, just put it this way, it wasn't very good. Let me let me just say how it's not that good. Michael Bisming has 18 knockouts in the UFC in that same division. He's actually the leader in that division, Michael Bisming. We all know Michael Bisming ain't really a knockout guy, but apparently according to the stats, he is. So he, he knocked out the same guys. And, you know, when you're fighting guys, though, and you're knocking these guys out, my only counter to that is, because I knew you were going to bring that up, there's really no counter to it. I'm not going to lie. But the guys that they were fighting were just, they weren't as smart as any of the other fighters that were fighting like GSP. Because why the hell would you want to stand up with a guy that you know is going to throw at you like that? You know, it's, it's, really, it's really unbelievable. Um, his 17-fight win streak, like, it's unbelievable. You can't really deny what he did in the ring. And like we said in the last podcast, I don't want to really take anything away from him because you really can't. But when you talk about just the knockouts, what else did he really do, though? He didn't really have to show off. You know, he didn't really have to fight guys that were really good at anything. He didn't fight. He only fought two former champions in that reign, Rich Franklin, and then we all know the famous Forrest Griffin one. That's it. 
That's all he fought. Other than that, he didn't fight anybody else that was the previous champion. And if he did fight the previous champion, we already know what happened at the end of his career. He lost to all of them. So I had a little breakdown of his knockouts here. So I'm going to run down them a little bit. And I want to, I want to give a little more you know, insight of who he fought. Rich, Chris Liebman, he knocked him out. You know, good knockout. It was a good knockout for him. Franklin, he beat him twice. Good knockout. Luther, nobody even knows who this guy is. Beat him. Irvin, the guy tested for meth. After the fight. Chris Cote, he got a knockout from him, but Chris Cote actually blew his knee out in the corner. So that knockout should be off the resume. It should actually be a no contest or something like that, but it's a knockout for him. We got Forrest Griffin, knocked him out. He tested positive for Xanax. He was high during the fight. You know, he just wanted to fight Anderson Silva so he'd get the fame. We got, we got Victor Belfort. He, he tested positive for steroids two fights before that. But that was one of the best knockouts ever, so I'm giving him that. That knockout was unbelievable. That's why I was on a video game. But then again, he failed steroid test. We got Okami. Great, great knockout. It's actually his only revenge fight that he actually revenged and he knocked the guy out. Good knockout. Nothing went with Okami. He was a good fighter. We got Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen, the first time they fought. Chael, you know, it was... We'll get into that later. But the second knockout, it was after Chael Sonnen failed what? A steroid test. We got Stefan Bonner, end of his career. Failed a steroid test after that fight. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because it seems that every fight that Anderson Silva had that he knocked out, they failed a steroid test or some type of crazy thing after they fought. When you look at the resume of GSP, he beat the champions in the Hall of Famers. They didn't fail test, which is pretty phenomenal there and then we got to talk about the later part of his career where he fought the real good guys where he got knocked out by Weidman who let's also he went on a four four and six win streak after beating Silva but he beat Silva twice we got Nick Diaz couldn't knock him out couldn't even beat him we got Bisming like I said we brought him up again but we're not going to talk too much into that I'm just saying that the competition that he fought was weak and they were all on steroids all of them. And we'll talk about steroids a little bit later as well. But that's just my take on the knockouts because when you're knocking people out, there's really nothing bad you can say about because you're knocking them out. So that's the insight I want to give you guys on the competition that he knocked out. It wasn't that good. The middleweight division has always been one of the weaker divisions in history. I think we can all kind of agree on that to, to a certain extent. So that that's the only thing I say. Like, I think if he fought in today's era, there's a more murderer's row. But we can't say hearsay. We can't say he might have done this, he might have done that. The fashion in which he knocked them out, though, he got hit a lot to get knockouts, which is kind of like a Floyd Mayweather type of thing, but he didn't block. He was counterpuncher, knocked people out, which was also great. But while I'm talking about a guy in GSP who didn't get hit. He, he rarely ever got hit. And that's, that's just my take on that. I don't got nothing else to say about them knockouts except all of them were on drugs, Xanaxes, injuries. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I, I guess when you're on steroids yourself and you're beating guys that are on steroids, it counts as a win. But I mean, hey, to each their own. I mean, they were entertaining fights at least, but they were all, they're all cheaters. Every single person he fought and himself. So, I mean... I don't got nothing else. I'll jump in. Bobby, I think you messed up. 
I think you messed up. So listen, you're proving you're proving a point. When people are juiced up and they're on steroids and they're on different kinds of drugs, me being a hockey guy, these guys that are on cocaine and stuff like that, they can take a punch a little bit better. So for him to be able to knock out these steroid guys, I think that just shows a little bit more. These guys are even knowing it. They's like, I'm fighting Anderson Silva. I'm going to get juiced up a little bit. Gotta so get I think some it's to, to Anderson Silva to be even more impressive because I know you're going to get into it. Anderson popped for steroids after he snapped his leg in half. We're going to get into that a little bit. But I think we can both agree, too, after Anderson lost to Weidman, that part of his career, he was already done. That was after the 17-fight win streak. He's getting older. Um, it's his decline. You can even look at uh, Jordan in the NBA where once he left the Bulls for the final time, when he came back, that was that was his down. You know what I mean? He was he was already past his prime. So, But people still call him the GOAT as well. So, so in my opinion, I think it makes it more impressive. So you went down Anderson Silva's uh, line. I want to go down GSP's overrated line. Check this out, guys. Check it out. So my man, he got the belt. Well, first he lost to Matt Hughes. That was one of his two losses. So I'll give him, I'll give GSP some props. He lost twice. And he did avenge both losses. But I want to I want to talk to you about some bad losses. All right. So then he comes in. Uh, he he wins a couple more, and then he fights Matt Hughes again, and then he gets the belt. Right after that fight, he gets knocked out by Matt. Sarah. Let me repeat that. Matt Sarah. All right. So he gets knocked out by Matt Sarah. Then he's got to have a comeback fight. Then he comes back and he uh, he fights Matt Hughes. I guess Matt Hughes got the belt back and he beats Matt Hughes. Then he comes up. He gets in another fight. He re- he avenges his Matt Sarah uh, win and he winds up knocking out Matt Sarah. So that's good. But then he fights John Fitch and he fights a bunch of other people. But we got John Fitch. He fights Unanimous decision. Probably laying on him the whole time. Then we go up one more. He fights BJ Penn. He TKOs him. I think it was he gets him in the crucifix and he TKOs him. I'll give him, I'll give him props for that one. That was that was pretty impressive. But then we go up to Diago uh, Alves. Another decision. Then we go up again to Dan Hardy. Another decision win. Then we go up to Koscheck. Couldn't knock out Koscheck even though he broke his orbital. He's just jabbing him the whole time. Te- technical fight. Uh, listen, he got the win, but again, boring. Then we go up to Jake Shields, probably the most boring fight that I've ever seen in the UFC. Almost fell asleep at Hooters. I'll never forget it. I, I just sat there, and my man was humping the other guy for five five rounds. So then after that, Carlos Condit. You can argue Condit had, had first off, he, you can't argue this. He had the best shot in the fight. He head kicks him and wobbles uh, GSP. Then GSP just lays and prays on him. But uh, Condit, on the bottom, he, he's hitting him with some elbows. I remember that like it was yesterday. God, it's my boy. Then the Nick Diaz fight, again, goes a decision. Then you got the Johnny Hendricks fight. After the fight, a lot of people say, first off, it was a split decision. And a lot of people say Hendricks pieced him up, which he did. But listen, they gave it to they gave it to GSP. But then my man disappeared after that until he came back. I think it was like four years later. All business. So listen, if I'm, if I'm going for the GOAT, and we got, and I also want to bring up the stat. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm probably off on the numbers. I'll, I'll look at it in a second. But I think GSP, he had a 14-fight win streak, and I think nine of those went to a unanimous decision. And in my opinion, listen, if you're going to be the GOAT, if you're going to a decision every single time, and you're you're considered a fighter, you're supposed to put this guy out. You're supposed to put him out of the cage, whether it's submission, technical knockout, or a knockout. And Anderson Silva, listen. In that 17 fights, I think it was like 14 or whatever, he, he got the guy out of the cage. A lot of times it was in the first round. So in my opinion, 
and like uh, Paulie said, it's it's your flavor. But listen, in this in this debate, one flavor is definitely better than the other. It's Anderson Silva all the way, my man. You can't deny it. I mean, he literally just he would put on a show while he was in the cage, and not only put on a show, he played around with his opponents too. It just showed you that how much higher of a level of skill he was than, than the guys he was fighting. So I'll leave it at that because I know we're going to be going back and forth. So. You know, yeah, every, everything you say, I love it. I love it because it, it's exactly what I would say. <laughs> That's what makes it good. Um, and I, I like the fact that you were prepared with GSP's um, his uh, record there, and you were you're actually right. He did have nine decision wins, but every single one of them was a unanimous decision. Unanimous. Except for Donnie Hendricks. Except for Donnie Hendricks. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Sorry. I thought we were talking about before Johnny Hendricks. So <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. But I would I want to bring up a number because you were kind of knocking my man John Fitz here. Do you know that prior to his last three fights in the UFC, John Fitz was 19 and one against every other person in the UFC but John Jones. He couldn't even win a single round against him. And to mention that, you know, the thing that people take out of effect of GSP is the fact that this guy dominated people at what they were good at. There are only four fighters. Four championship fighters in UFC history that have four or more knockout victories, submission victories, and decision victories. Do you know who they are? It's John Jones, GSP, and then it's two guys that GSP beat the fuck out of in Matt Hughes and BJ Penn. That's it. And then on top of that, decision wins for a guy. like We talked about this with John Jones at the end of his career. People bash him because he beats him. These are type of guys, when you're that good, Anderson Silva wanted to get in and out. He wanted to get paid because when Chael Sonnen took him to the ground, he wasn't too good on the ground. He got pieced up. Chael Sonnen sort of just stepped away and won that fight. But How'd that fight end, though? Yeah, it was great, great win. I just want to make sure people realize that I took a couple shots after that because I was so impressed of how he won that fight and how stupid Chael yep. Sonnen was. But what I'm yep. trying to say is that GSP – you know, everybody loves to put the best takedown guy, the best ground guy as Khabib. Yet, GSP has all the numbers. GSP is number one in the UFC at takedowns at 90. 66 of which are in title fights. The only reason I bring that up is because he did it against five guys that are in the top 15 of both takedowns and ground control. Johnny Hendricks, believe it or not, he's top 15 takedowns. Matt Hughes, he's top five. He's also top five in ground control. BJ Penn is on there. John Fitz is on there. And then him. And the way that he took these guys to the ground and dominated them at what they were phenomenal at, what they were Hall of Famers for, is is outstanding. Um, not only does he did he, he take them to the ground and dominate them at the ground, his control time was over two and a half hours. In title fights, it was over two hours and 20 minutes on top. By far the highest. And he pound, he beat them up. He would take them down and then beat the shit out of them again. You know? And like I previously said, he's on four, one of four fighters that have four knockouts, four decisions, and four submission victories in the UFC. Andrew Silva was the one-trick pony. So if you liked entertainment and fireworks right out the gate, kind of like, it kind of reminds me of a heavyweight where he went for the knockout because he couldn't do anything else. I mean, that's it. Um, I brought this up before, and it's actually pretty crazy. People don't really realize this at all. Like, Anderson Silva only took down three, only had three takedowns in his entire career. 
Just just three. Now, in my opinion, if you want to be the best fighter, you should sell your whole game. Your whole game. He only had three takedowns his whole career. GSP had 90, 66 in title fights. You know, and then you look at who got taken down more. Do you, do you remember, Paul, do you remember how many times GSP got taken down in his career? I mean, not too much. I mean, he was obviously the top match. So we, we brought this up in the podcast before, and we we're talking about yeah. Usman because Usman has some phenomenal numbers as well. Who also has a lot of decision victories, and people love him. He's the number one pound pound fighter right now. He only got taken down twelve times in his entire career. GSP, unbelievable, unbelievable. Where, like, he can knock you out. He can take you down on the ground and just pummel you. Now, I get it's not really an entertaining value. But he was so good where he was using guys like Matt Hughes, who has 45 octagon wins. He got he lost to him, but he came back and beat him twice by both submission and knockout, and he clowned him. You you knocked Matt Serra, but Matt Serra was a former champion. He's also a takedown guy. Actually, he's top five in takedowns in title fights, which is absolutely phenomenal. I don't know how, but he is. Hey, numbers, right? Uh, and then, like, I, I, I can't talk too much about BJ Penn. Even though BJ Penn is a two-division champ because I fucking hate the guy. And I'm going to debate about him going forward. So I'm just leaving that out to debate before I give myself bad words to be used against me. So I'm, I'm leaving it at that. that. Uh, but you talked about the end of his career, the Johnny Hendricks fight. And I remember I watched that fight in the movie theater. And that was one of the fights where it was like, wow, like you can kind of – it kind of reminded me of the Weidman fight for Silva. The only difference with it was GSP still stuck to the game plan where, where Silva kind of got fainted, you know, and he got hit, which it happens. Yep. But it doesn't happen to him, but it did happen there. Uh, but the only difference in that is this. GSP knew when to get out where Silva came back and he didn't do too good. So in that time that Silva broke his leg, took his steroids, came back, he went 1-7-1. and one. Where GSP took four years off, sat at home, was probably doing like swimming pool events, came back in four years, went up a division, and submitted the middleweight champion. So like, who was the middleweight champion? A guy who has eighteen knockouts in that division, in Michael Bisping. Now Listen, I'm not going to talk how about how Michael Bisping. Bisping Listen, Michael Bisping got one eye, and he's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Listen, he beat he beat a one eye. I think he was like 40 years old, had no business being the champ at the time. But but who did Bisping – didn't Bisping beat Silva? Like before, didn't he beat that's him very debate. Listen, Yeah, but that's very – It's on the record book, right? It's, it's a win, debate. right? And on his decline. And on his decline. It's still a – My man got knocked out. My man got knocked out in the fight, and they still they still let him recover it between rounds. What about the Nick, what about the Nick Diaz fight? Because that's a common opponent as well where, you know – he won the fight barely. It was a kind of a draw. He won the fight, though. It's on the record. Where Well, it's not on the record where he won, but he won the fight, and then it was a no contest where GSP dominated that guy. Dominated him. So two opponents that they have in common, he submitted him, and he had a unanimous decision against. You also have to look at timing, too. It's We, we know that it was during Anderson Silva's decline, and it was in GSP's prime. So GSP was at home eating cheeseburgers. He was doing uh, – he was making the win – he was making – Captain America, Winter Soldier, and he came out. Listen, you're making won. this. Listen, you're making this debate easy for me. Now, now you're proving. Look, listen. Anderson Silva's diet, and he even came out and said it. He said, "I had two whoppers before every fight. My man didn't even have to 
be in shape. He didn't have the game plan. Maybe. He just said, you know what? I'm going to eat what I eat. Yeah. I'm going to do what I want. I'm still going to dominate these well, guys. Maybe, so. maybe that was why I took him 21 fights to get into the UFC, where it only took GSP five. What about that? I don't know. Man. And maybe his diet was well, hurting him. Well, here's the thing, too. What happened right after he knocked out Levin? Gave him a title fight right away. They said, this man is a beast. we got to give him, a, give him a title fight. He comes in and kills, uh, I think it was, who was it on the title fight? First one. Oh, it was Rich Franklin. Comes in and kills Rich Franklin right off the bat. So they knew. They just I think they just needed to get the contract right and all that good stuff. There's all that behind the scene uh, bull crap and all that stuff. <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying, 21 fights compared to five, where GSP's second fight career was a title fight, which he defended it three times. And he's, like I said, he's he's a double champ. He's a two-time welterweight champ. You know I mean? He got two belts where Silva got one. And he never got that belt back, where my man did. <laughs> what happened with GSP, though, after after the Bisping fight? Didn't give anybody a shot to, to come and take that belt. So. Khabib didn't want it, man. Khabib didn't want it. He was like, yo, this guy's going to, you know, he's going to dominate me. And, you know, he didn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all speculation. Yo, I, I will tell you this. I am really mad that he came back and retired because we we're like, come on, man. Like, I mean, I don't really know who we would have fought at middleweight at the time. But it was like... For him, just like look, listen, like this is besides point. For anybody to come in after four years and go, they usually drop weight. So for him to go up, you know, it's phenomenal. One, one thing I like about both these guys is the fact that they didn't really cut weight for their divisions, and that's one thing I miss yeah. about it, man. Because like GSP walked around at like one seventy five, where Silva usually, depending on how many whoppers he ate, he would walk around within that weight range. And they don't yeah. do that anymore. They don't do that no more, man. You got these guys like Paulo Costa dropping 50 pounds to fight. Like, could you imagine if either one of these guys dropped 50 pounds to fight? Like, it, yeah. it'd be over, dude. It, that's, that's a lost art in this game. And I give, they're both legends for the, how they fought, how they did that. I agree. I agree 100%. I think, I think you do more of a detriment to your body uh, cutting all that weight. than Because uh, we saw a little span, too. Of uh, some fighters going up in weight, you look at Anthony Johnson. Uh, he was trying to cut the one seventy, and he looked terrible. And then he went up to two two hundred five, and was just knocking cats out. So Hard. I agree one hundred percent. I think fighting closer to your natural weight, you're not killing your body, and you only have twenty. A lot of a lot of people don't know you only have twenty four hours before your fight where you got to cut and make that weight to so recover and come back and and perform at your top ability. I, I think you're doing more detriment, but but that's you know, a little bit besides that's, the point. Yeah, I mean, it, it's phenomenal because you got, like, like Silva. Silva went up sometimes, fought light heavyweight. You know, if somebody missed a weight, he fought. Like, people don't do that shit no more. Yeah. You know that? I'm yeah. giving you credit, but, hey, it's it's part of the game. And, you know, neither of them ever missed weight, which a lot of times you can argue, like Khabib, I argued he didn't, he didn't he missed weight a couple times. These guys never yeah. missed weight, so you can't even argue that. Uh, but one thing I do want to argue with you, I do want to talk about, um, you talked a lot about his title reign. Do you know that uh, GSP actually has more title fight wins than Silva does at 14 to 11? That's right. He got more title <laughs> fights, man. He got more. Like, if he was in the UFC now, he would have, like, four four different belts because he would need all them circles. Whatever they give him, yeah. the diamonds, which is stupid, by the way. I don't, I don't know why they do that. Uh, it's numb. I mean, listen. Answer Silva. I'm gonna tell this story too. I'm gonna tell this story because I just said it off camera. I remember like there was three fighters I watched, never missed any of their fights. And the one Anderson Silva fight, we were at Hooters. I was hammered drunk. And I went back in the parking lot, threw up, came back, and he knocked out Victor Belfort. And everybody remembers that. Like it was one of the most spectacular fights ever. Like he was he was entertaining. I'll give him that. Yeah. Like he was entertaining. 
And he, he, I do. He was more entertaining than Conor McGregor. You know, Conor McGregor comes in now, and I think Conor McGregor actually put a little damper on Silva's legacy because they're kind of like kind of be the limelight and how they knock people out, and then like people like that are newbies to UFC. They kind of compare them, and listen, it ain't no comparison. He's very entertaining. I, I think you hit it on the head with with newbies. I'll agree with you on newbies, but people who actually know the sport, I don't think it put a I don't think it put a damper on on Anderson because. I mean, I'm, I, I've been around since the Matt Hughes days. You brought up Matt Hughes with uh, GSP. And uh, like I said, I'm fighting for Anderson to be, to be the GOAT. I think he is. Um, I did want to go back a little bit, though, and bring up a point. You said that GSP dominated uh, people at their own craft, which is true. But you can also argue the same thing with Anderson Silva. And you bring up Vitor Belfort a couple times. Vitor was a killer, and his stand-up was insane. And for Anderson to just sit there and then – the thing about Anderson fights, too, for people that don't know – the first round, he would normally gauge his fighter. The, the first round, if he didn't knock him out in the first round, a lot of times he was gauging the fighter and just finding distances and stuff like that. But then you, he would start doing this thing with his hands, and you'd be like, uh-oh, he, he figured it out. And that's what he did with uh, with Vitor. He didn't use his hands. He used the kick. But he saw Vitor was leaning over too much. His chin was exposed. And boom, he just came right up the middle. I mean, it's a knockout that will last forever for, for the UFC. So with your argument – with how GSP dominated his his division with with wrestling because 170 is a big wrestling division. I think you can argue the same thing with Anderson Silva. He just he would just be KOing people at 185, and that's more of a striking division, which is kind of weird if you think about it. That it's kind of set up in, in those ways. So I, I think you're um, right I think there. I think that's a striking division because it's the weird weight. Like if I would fight, I'd have yeah. to fight it like that weight, and it's like it's just weird weight. Like it's right in between. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of guys really don't weigh that much. But like it's good, like Victor Bel- Vitor Belfort. I was looking up his stats too. He's uh, he's twenty six and fourteen. He got knocked out seven times. Do you know six of those sevens were in main event title fights? That's unbelievable. He got he knocked out. Can't get it done. Yeah, can like, get it done. Talk about a guy who comes up and shits the bed in the big fight. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, he's a, yo, he was a warrior though. Uh, but after Usada. You know he's he still got them big fights. He fought Silva. He fought Jones. He got knocked out. Got knocked out and submitted. So I mean, it's you know I mean it's it is a weird division, but it's yeah. You know people like to knock his competition, but if you look at it, like his competition was still pretty good. Like he had a lot of good fighters. The thing you know I, I look at his Silva, he didn't have a lot of dominant fighters that he went against, but he had a lot of experienced fighters. So for him that, like you said, for him to be able to go in there and do it and knock people out was phenomenal. Except the fact that over all the guys that he knocked out, over half their losses were all by knockout losses. Every one of them, which is crazy. Like you looked at Chael Sonny, he's thirty-one and seventeen, seven KOs. You got Okami, thirty-seven and fourteen. He got six KOs. I'm talking about they got knocked out this many times. You got Belfort, like I said, twenty-six and fourteen. He got knocked out seven times. You got Xanax boy Griffin, 19 and 7. <laughs> he got knocked out seven times. You got yeah. Irvin, 17 and 10. He got knocked out five times. You got Luther. And he didn't knock him out. Sorry, wrong number. You got Franklin, 29 and 7. He got knocked out five times. So technically, how is it your best craft when these guys have proven their whole careers that they don't have a jaw? When here's the thing though, when did they get knocked out? Was it ap- was it pre or prior, or was it pre or after? Well, you can just look at Silver. basically which fighter it was. Fritz Franklin was probably a combo. 
because he was there before yeah. and after. I'm willing to right. bet like it's probably a, it's probably one, maybe two before, and then the last three were after because he was the champion. Uh, Belfort's all around as well. Uh, Okamia, I couldn't give you that one. Tails, Tails before because he was a re- he was a he was a weird fighter. You know, he always got yeah, that big fights. He was a weird fighter. Uh, which I will give him that because Chael Sonnen, I didn't know he had, I didn't know he got knocked out that many times, and I, I don't think that was like UFC knockouts because that's yeah. that that revenge knockout after he beat him the first time, the second fight, that was that was a good knockout. I give him that one. Yeah, like I give him that. And one. how did he knock him out too? He didn't hit him in the he didn't hit him in the face, which no. made it even more impressive. Yeah, you Three know, gut shot me and then took him out. You know, a lot of people like to bring up his strike accuracy. Like he wasn't that accurate, and that was another thing I liked. He was very. Like I said earlier, he was a counter puncher. He was more intuitive to kind of hit and step back. Because if you look at his strike percentage, it's you you think, given the fact that he has more knockouts, he would have a better strike percentage, which he does. But it's at sixty one percent, which isn't even in the top ten, which is pretty crazy. But I, I want to bring up strikes because we're talking about striking right now. A lot of people thought GSP wasn't a good striker, right? Did you know that GSP has the second most strikes landed in UFC history? Number one is Max Holloway. That's it. Max Holloway's ahead of him. But strikes landed oh, per so minute. Hold on, real quick. Let's let's break down each one. So he's second most, right? Yeah. But he goes to all them decisions. My man, is he a pillow puncher? <laughs> hey, I'll just oh, say this. Like you, like nine, nine, nine unanimous decisions. That's, listen, in my opinion, again, if you're going to go, it's ten. you're going to be that accurate. You gotta make it happen. So he got let, me, let me cut in for a second. So Bobby, who's I know I'm going off script a little bit, but who who is your who is your greatest boxer of all time? Muhammad Ali, baby. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Okay, so you you ruined your argument right there, and you should have went with what Paulie said because listen, GSP is the Floyd Mayweather of the UFC. Think about it. My man goes to a bunch of decisions. I th- listen, listen, he goes to a bunch of decisions. He has a bunch of decisions. He's great on defense because he lays and prays on the top of the guy for, for a long time. Muhammad Ali lines more up with Anderson Silva. Now, so I think you're I think you're you're lining up more with Anderson Silva. I don't I don't put Muhammad Ali as number one because of what he did in the <laughs> ring. It's a combo of what he did. Yeah, one time I can hear it. I said I, I I don't put Muhammad Ali as number one because of just what he did in the ring. I, I do it because of the adversity that he went through. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was I. I you're comparing him to Floyd like it's bad. Floyd's fifty and zero, bro. Fifty and zero, and he never I, really I got hit. Like I'll he never really got hit. And keep it real with you. Listen, I, I, yeah, I listen. I I agree a hundred percent with you on Floyd. I think he's I think he's phenomenal. But listen, you pick you pick Muhammad Ali. So I think you, I think you I think what? you're you're more on the Anderson side than the than the no, uh, GSP. No, side. like yeah. see if you look up the numbers yeah, of if you look up the numbers though, like of. How many strikes absorbed? Like, yeah, I guess you're right. You're kind of right. Except <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of right. It's out there in comparison. Yeah, yeah, I give it to you. But, I mean, you know, like, the thing how he isn't Floyd Mayweather is how would Floyd Mayweather have more strikes landed per minute than Anderson Silva, than Ali? Which he does. He actually has three point seven eight strikes landed per minute, where Silva has three point oh five, and he's a knockout guy, right? But he landed less strikes per minute, and he also absorbed more. He absorbed almost a little over two, where GSP's number six in UFC history at one point four strikes absorbed. 
per minute. So, hey, isn't the point to hit and not get hit? So Anderson Silva was taking hits to get his hit, where this guy was not only taking you down on the ground 90 times, number one in the UFC, he was top 10 in defense up top. He was also top 10 in fucking takedowns as well on top of that. Like takedown percentage, submission percentage. Like Anderson Silva isn't even in the top 10 of any of them except knockouts. His striking percentage isn't even top 10. Like I said before, he's knocking out guys that have bad jaws. So, so here's the thing, I too. I would like to know that Anderson Silva's knockout percentage and all that. It's striking percentage before he lost. You got to factor that in, too. Listen, if we're talking about, but, we have to talk about overall career. I don't, I don't see, you know. This is 100% true. It is. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that with the percentages. I'm okay with that. So, so here's another thing, too. If you're if you're sitting on top of a guy, right, and you you have ground control, aren't your percentages going to be a little bit higher? Because you're right there, right? If you miss from there, if you miss from there, we're in trouble. Also, let's do this argument too. You said strikes per minute. It, you can't really strike somebody after you knock them out, right? So Anderson Silva, he's knocking these cats out. He don't need to do strikes per minute because he's making the count. So I think I think there are two that play. You can you can you can argue a place for GSP because you still got to be accurate. But you could also argue it against it because if you're laying on the ground on top of the guy, I'll say this. Listen, if the argument was greatest wrestler of all time in the UFC, I think GSP, 100%, him and Khabib are going to be the two that are going to be going at it. You could even put Cormier in that, uh, in that argument. But we're talking about the greatest mi- mi- mixed martial artist in the UFC. And a lot of people, a lot of people mess with Anderson. But here's the thing. I know you're giving me that look. Anderson's got a lot of submissions as well. So even though his wrestling is not that good, he's got great jujitsu. He just doesn't need to use it as much because my man keeps it on the feet. They just be knocking cats out. So I think, like I said, I got Anderson Silva. People like to live in the present. That's why I like this debate so much too, because GSP and Anderson Silva were during the same time. So it's it's really cool to have this debate where they, they literally were they they locked up those two divisions for almost a decade, which was awesome. But people do get lost in. Like today, everybody wants to say people today are the are the goat and all that kind of stuff. You see it with the Khabib stuff and all that, and we agree that he just hasn't fought enough. But um, but yeah, I just, in my opinion, Anderson Silva. If you look at a complete mixed martial artist, yeah, he might have he might have had some some flaws, but so did GSP with his pillow punches and things of that nature. But but like I said, Anderson Silva to be able to put on a show in the cage, to be able to be that dominant for that long, almost re- reaching a twenty fight uh, win streak is just incredible. So. It is incredible. And like you said, think about it. At the same time, we had GSP, Silva, the beginning of John Jones, Demetrius Johnson, and Jose Aldo. All and dominant. Too. Like, like all, all dominant. And all crazy. of them, in my opinion, all are better than the current fighters in their division. I mean, yeah. they're all like, I miss that. Like, that's what got me into UFC. And like you said, these yeah. two, these two yeah. got in there because like, they were just two different styles. Like, like you said, but you bring up well-rounded. I keep saying he was he's one of four champions that have four of each. Four of each. He's top ten in every single category. Striking percentage, striking defense, strikes landed per minute, takedowns, takedown defense. But we're not gonna talk about that anymore. We're gonna we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about my man my man outside of the ring, you know, because in my opinion, in order for you to be a mixed martial it's not like I brought up with Ali. It's not what you do just inside of the ring, it's what you do outside as well. Now, we remember they never had Reebok before, right? Remember why Reebok came into the UFC? 
Be- because of GSP bringing in Under Armour. We remember that, right? He, he literally made a union and they brought fighter fighters out. They were allowed to get promotions from them. Reebok is now in the – well, they got banned now, I guess. It's uh, Venom now. But that all started because, because GSP brought in the Under Armour gear. Anderson Silva never did, like, anything like that outside. None of it. None of it. GSP also, he retired from boxing, from UFC, because he stated that you the, the steroids were running rampant in UFC. And he even said, I brought it up on the last podcast, he stated that USADA allowed people to fail a drug test to a certain percentage, testosterone level, which a lot of people don't understand that. You, have, you can fail for a steroid, and then they test you for your testosterone level. So you're allowed to fail for it, and they come back pre-fight and post-fight. If you don't fail them, they let you go. GSP brought that up, and that's why he retired. And then he tried to make a union against it, and they tried to make a fighter's union. Silva never did any of that because Silva has stated in his career, when you use steroids, you use them for a long time. Yet... He got popped for steroids. How many? Th- you know how many times he got popped for steroids? This when was the first time. So the first time, actually, thank you for bringing that up, was actually technically, quote unquote, he didn't fail because it wasn't a banned substance at the time. It was in 2008. It was pre-USADA. He tested positive for dromestine, drostaline, which at the time wasn't it wasn't a banned substance. So technically, it's not a banned substance, right? He didn't fail. But but in 2014. He tested positive right before UFC Brazil, which was I find it very weird because they never actually explained what he failed for. So I'm, what I'm, fight was that? It was he. He was supposed to be on UFC Ultimate Fighter Brazil, and they withdrew him because he failed a steroid test. But they never said what he was on. You can look it up. There's like no information of what he failed on there for. So that was post Wyatt. Right? So it was fight can we before count that Wyatt. If there's no information on it. He, yes, he failed a steroid test and he got withdrawn from the fight. But it wasn't on the record of what he failed for. So in my opinion, he probably just he probably just had elevated testosterone level. I have no idea. But he still failed it. Sure. Post Weidman again he did fail. He failed before the Diaz fight. And this is what I find it very interesting. When he failed the the pre fight, the pre fight for Diaz, he failed for Androstaline and guess what else he failed for? The same stuff since he failed with before. Drostaline. <laughs> The same substance. And what he previously said, when you use steroids, you use them for a long time. So there's a lot of people out there that say, oh, well, he failed steroids because he broke his leg. But how come he failed steroids almost eight years later for the same substance he was taking before? But it wasn't banned. Now it was banned. And then it makes it even more interesting. After that, he failed for oxazepin and temzepzapine. Now... I'm not going to name these. I don't, know, I don't know where they come up with these names. And then after that, in 2017, he failed a Gaston fight for which they claimed as tainted supplements. Now, what, what I want to bring up about this is the fact that not only did he fail for one, two, three, four, quote unquote, five different types of steroids. His first excuse for a steroid test was it was dick pills. It was dick. He said he was using dick pills that he failed for steroids because because I brought it up in the John Jones debate that you can go to the store and you can get those pills. You can get those dick pills and they have some of these supplements in it. Okay, they don't they don't have all four of these in it, which makes it more interesting. You can't get androstaline 
from your Viagra or your your horny goat weed, whatever the hell they sell at the gas station. And what 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 makes it interesting is the fact that he said it was dick pills, and he was adamant about that. And then he came out later and admitted to taking anxiety pills that were prescribed by his doctor. Right. So which one was it? Were you taking dick pills? Or were you taking prescribed medications for your anxiety, for your recovery, whatever it was? But then again, like I said, he failed for the same test that he failed for multiple times, multiple different things. Like if he's taking a dick pill that has four of these steroids in it, I need to take them because my gains at the gym would be phenomenal. Like my healing would be phenomenal. You know, uh, I'll give him that. And even though he took the steroids, he was one seven and one after. They didn't help him anyway if he only took them for that period of time. You know, uh, so illegally all after the Weidman situation, right? One was not failed 2008. So, yes, all of them were after. All right. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, yeah, okay. listen, listen, I get I get that people want to say, oh, he only took steroids after he did. Listen, Peyton Manning, uh, he probably took him after he broke his neck, too. Right. We all can agree on that. You know, Barry Bonds took him after he uh <laughs> Couldn't get the home run record. And there, there are probably cases of guys that probably didn't use them. But I, what I don't understand is the fact that he got a tainted supplement thing, right? Nobody talks about it, but they want to bash John Jones for the steroids. You got to have the same thing. If you fail a steroid test, no matter when it is in your career, in Anderson Silva's own words, you use them for a long time. So how is it not possible that he used them his whole career? I, listen, I agree with you 100% with John Jones should be on the same level as Anderson because they, they both popped or whatever it may be. But you're also speculating with – you're right with the thing that he popped for early in his career, but it wasn't illegal at the time. So you can't really fault him on that because if it's legal, you can't really fault him for that. So if he was just taking that during the time, the other is speculation. So you could be right. You never know. But at the same time, you just you just proved that other people that he fought were popping for popping for this, popping for that, popping for this, popping for that, and he's still on these cats. So the same argument can be made for GSP. Maybe he was on something, but he just never popped. So if we're gonna do hypotheticals and speculation, we got to be fair to both fighters. So, and that man is big house. So, listen, I'm I'm a firm believer that I don't really care about steroids in sports. I'm just bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that's a good division. To be honest. I think it'd be hilarious. Steroids don't help you become a technically sound fighter like steroids, like uh, you know, like Anderson Silva. Like I, I brought it up before. A lot of people don't even understand what these steroids are. I broke it down before. He was explain, taking. Please explain. He, so the steroid that he was popping for was one. It was for more of like a healing factor, kind of like weed. That's why he, he tested positive for weed, which I think that's completely irrelevant. Like Nate Diaz and all of them, like they should be allowed to do that. Sorry, you're getting you're getting kicked in the face and shit. You should be able to take some weed. Uh, but he failed for that, which is a knock on his resume. Um, but what this steroid was, it was for him to be able to keep his muscle weight on while cutting weight. And a lot of fighters use it in a different form. Now, you got guys like TJ Dillashaw who take the same type of, of steroid, different name, more more high end. So you're, you're looking at guys that like Silva, even if he did take this steroid for his whole career, it didn't do anything to his talent, but it did a lot to his recovery. But who's yeah. to say that? Like... Like you said, I mean, GSP could have taken it. I, I said before, Khabib could have taken it. Because in my honest opinion, I, I wasn't a bad athlete growing up. And for them to get to the level that they're at, the level of dominance, and just continue to do it, you got to have some. You got to have something in you, bro. Like, 
yeah. whether you pop or whether you don't. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of people like to knock John Jones because he failed. Like, I knocked John Jones because I mean, he hit a car with a pregnant woman and it left. I think the steroids are really irrelevant. But, you know, you got USC records, books, Hall of Fame. They keep them out because it's stuff like that in other sports. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. And I think there's a lot of personal things with John Jones, too. Him and Dana White obviously don't get along, which I don't agree with. I'm with you on that. I think you got to put that to the side when, when you're deciding if he gets in the Hall of Fame or whatever. Yeah, because like, so, like, uh, like he just said, like the steroids, whatever you're taking, doesn't help your talent. Like no, the steroids that Silva didn't take, I mean, people need to – need to understand he didn't take stuff to be powerful like Barry Bonds his forearms weren't yeah. getting bigger his his head wasn't getting bigger so his knockout power didn't have anything to do with any of the steroid whether he took it before or after the leg it didn't have anything to do with it and I think after the steroid test it kind of proved that it had no effect on his power listen I yeah I will give Anderson Silva his credit for coming back after that leg injury that was one of the most gruesome things ever and how ironic that Chris Weidman had the same injury bro like, yeah, no, crazy. I, I yeah. don't even want to do leg kicks just because of them guys. Like, I mean, <laughs> you got a kick for the cap, you got a kick for the cap or the, or the head or the body. Like, stay away from you know, the you know what was ironic about yeah. Silva breaking it too? Because he wasn't a leg kicker, like, he didn't kick legs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was a GSP thing. Like, GSP was the one that did the low leg kicks, Silva did the feints and would hit you with like the distance, the little jab, like he did the Forrest Griffin. So, for him to be throwing yeah. leg kicks, it was kind of like. It was ironic that he was doing it, and it, it, it was just a shame. I, I don't even want to talk too much into that part of his career because that is not his legacy, bro. I brought it up for a little bit just to make a little bit of a point. But in all honesty, if you're comparing these two guys on any level, you got to take out those last nine fights of, of Silva. They're irrelevant. He broke his fucking leg in half. Like, you know, him coming back should be a step up. You know, GSP retired when he knew he was on top. He could have... You know, you could speculate what he would have done if he stayed in the game. Hell, he almost—he might have lost the next fight. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Uh, you could sit here. Think he was getting yeah, he, he looked like he was worn out where Silva happened to get knocked out by fucking around. He was being a show, showman. I mean, you know? if you look at that Johnny Hendricks fight, I mean, he was just taking a lot of unnecessary punishment. Yeah. You know, like the thing. Tell, he's, it's not like him. He took a lot of punishment. He knew, like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's yeah, a different I mean, game now. I, I remember watching that, that Hendricks fight, and I was with Craig, and Craig, Craig knows I'm a GSP guy. He's like, he lost the fight. I'm like, yo, shut up. He tries to say all this stuff. We watched it. It was the first fight they ever had in the movie theater. We watched that fight in the movie theater. And I remember that was a hell of a fight, and I was yelling at the screen the whole time. GSP, like, why are you trying to stand up with this dude? Like, like I brought up my point before. He tried to beat the guys at what they were good at. Like, Johnny Hendricks was juicing out the fucking gills. We all know that. But he was yeah. he was good at both. Like he was trying to not get knocked out by this guy. And I'm like, you're about to die. Like are you trying to die your last fight? Somehow he squeaked out a win. But it was yeah. like that's why I say like, how do you know he might not have lost the next fight? Or he might if he knew he wasn't retiring, he might have fought that fight differently. And he might have sat on the yeah. guy and dominated him for five rounds. You don't know. You know if Steve yeah. was in here, Steve <laughs> likes to do the what ifs. So I, we had to ask him about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's awesome. watching. He can, uh, he can chime in. <laughs> he will he listen is. to the Ali one. I wonder who wants to step up for that one. No, nah, we got it. That's, we'll talk about that another day. But we got, we got, a, we got. It's gonna be Tyson Ali. It's gonna be John. Uh, so that's it's gonna be Johnny. Whoever stepping in there to, to take him on with Tyson is. I'm sorry, it's not gonna be a good. <laughs> It'll be fun. Like, It'll be cool. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I like. I love this. I love the the. 
combat sports talks and debates. Like yeah, we can argue yeah. baseball and all that, but like we're talking about guys that punch yeah. each other in the face for a living. Yeah. Like people think that's easy. Yeah, that, like they think it's easy to get there and take people down ninety times. Number one, in the yeah. UFC. They think it's easy to knock out people sixteen times. You know, it's not easy. None of that's easy. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, hours, it's hard to keep. Ground control is nasty. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Seriously. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And the thing that's crazy about fighting is you cannot blame anybody but yourself. It is you in the ring against another guy. And it's embarrassing. You know what I mean? If you get knocked out, it's embarrassing. And you got that as a, as a man. You know what I mean? You're like, you got that in the back of your head for the rest of your life. Like, man, that could, you know, that like, knock me out. The crazy thing is, yeah. too, I've heard from a lot of like fighters, they'd rather get knocked out than submit it. Really? Because if they get submitted, 90% of the time they tap out. Because like if you get submitted, yeah. it cuts off your oxygen. It can really like a choke out at least not like an arm bar like if you got me in an arm bar it's i'm not breaking my arm you know like take it but like yeah. you get knocked out you're pretty much like 30 days you get your t- concussion protocol you're good to go which is absolutely yeah. crazy it blows my mind it should be six i think they make it six months mandatory now but like you can train in 30 days whereas if you get submitted you can't do any physical activity for 90 days like a choke wow. out which is crazy you know like look at conor yeah. mcgregor when he tapped out, he got all the ridicule for it. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, I, like, I, I had my uncle put me in a toko before because I never understood how much it hurt. And then, like, right away when they locked that into your neck, they put, hit your atoms out, but then you feel like you're going to die. Like, it's, it's – I don't know if you guys have ever, like, experienced that or, or a leg lock. Have you guys ever been put in a leg lock? Nah, your kneecap's going to blow out your knee. It's – yeah. It's not fun. So at least oh, when yeah. you get knocked out, you know it's quick. We <laughs> <It's quick. laughs> back up. Yeah. So. But yo, we got you got like a half hour left till your show. So I mean, we could probably close it off here. That was fun debate so far. It was fun. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I love how you I love how you buttered me up and then uh and then you, you just came out my neck after it. So Nah, you know, uh, like we said before, bro, like when we're doing these debates, like, of course, we're competitive. We want to win. But like, is there really any competition with this? Like, I mean, somebody's going to get a trophy at the end, but we're going we're gonna to have a round robin March Madness type of tournament with the debates anyway. So it's just fun. Love it's just fun to have love. other people's opinions and speculation on it because, you know, there's too many people that look at it one way. Like they look, oh, well, yep. GSP did this, 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 or like Silva did that. Like we understand they're both fucking phenomenal, so it's yep. fun. It's 100%. fun. You know, I can't. Yeah, say- these debates are fun too because it's it's very opinionated, and uh, like you said, they're, they're, I mean, you can't go wrong with either one. Um, but yeah, like I said, Anderson definitely is uh, his flavor is the right one for tonight. So, hey man, I, I mean, I don't want to sound biased. Like I'm, I'm an Anderson <laughs> guy, but I mean, like I said, two hours on the ground is crazy. I two mean, hours, 42 wild. minutes, and 18 seconds. It's two hours My and bad. 20 so minutes in, in title fights. Close, close to three hours. Close to almost three hours. So, that's, I mean, having ground control on grown-ass men that train the same way as you is different. You Great know, wrestler. Great wrestler. Actually, <laughs> yo, yo, yo. You know how you talk about GSP being the best? I'm actually thinking Islam Makachev might be the best. Like, that dude's scary. That- and listen, that's a that's a hot take. Just like my uh, my curry better than LeBron. So that's a hot take. My, my, <laughs> my stove caught on fire after you said that. Like you had anybody playing? Listen, I knew, listen, I knew it was gonna stir some, and it was the perfect time to drop it after that. All <laughs> Ah, best shooter ever. I mean, unbelievable. Best shooter ever. I'm great. Not the best I don't think anybody can deny that. Yeah, great shooter. Every, every time he takes a shot, he sets a record. Like, that's amazing. 
Crazy. It's unbelievable. So we got to give you a closing statement. Closing statement. Go ahead. Yeah, I think uh, I think the debate kind of spoke for itself. Um, I think we hit a point in the debate where it was just like, got him. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I'll go with Anderson Silva. Like I said, 17 fights in a row. Um, he's just, I mean, to, to be entertaining. I tell people this all the time. To truly be the best, if you can entertain and do what you want in the cage while you're fighting the best, we, we knocked his competition, but you can't fault him for who he fought. He's just got to he's got to take the person next man up. And he just destroyed each and every one of them. 17 fights. Think about that, guys. 17 fights in a row. Killed them all. Two went to decision in those 17 fights. And guys, he lit up. He lit up the mixed martial arts world during that time. So Anderson Silva, he's the GOAT. Final answer. <laughs> 400. Aaron Rodgers, he's, he's the guy hosting yeah. it. Uh, no, man, I want to say thanks for hopping on again. Uh, you made a strong argument for Silva. Like, I'm not going to knock the guy too much because he's, like you said, entertainment value. But then again, we got a guy in GSP who is a two-time champion in two divisions. You know, two-time waterway yeah. champ. He won two divisions, middleweight and heavyweight. He has nine title defenses, 12 total wins in title fights. He's 26-2 and two overall, one of four guys to have four-plus knockout submissions and decision wins in the UFC, two in which he beat two of them, the other two. The only one he didn't beat was John Jones. He would have got knocked out. <laughs> uh, but other than that, you know, like, like you said, it was, it was a guy that is well-rounded. He was good on his feet. He was good on the ground. He was good on takedowns. He was never on his back. And these guys coming up in the same era, same time, I wish they would have fought. It would have settled our debate. But unfortunately, it never happened. So that's up to you guys to decide. And I'm going with GSP, not only because I have the same tattoo as him, but because I like a guy that dominated all vices. And I like a guy that invented the Superman punch. (laughs) He was the guy. (laughs) But other than that, that's my last statement. I hope I hope you had fun doing this debate, Matt. I had a great time. So thanks for coming on, man. It was fun. Listen, I'll talk sports all day. Can't thank you guys enough for this platform. Um, I gotta have you guys on my show too one time to definitely uh, give you guys yeah, some, kind of more exposure. The better. We gotta help help each other out. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. But on that, Paul, you close it out, host. <laughs> hey, man, you guys killed it. You guys killed it. This is exactly what I expected. Nice verbal spark. I was waiting for Matt to curse. I, I put my odds down for Matt to curse. I'm not going to lie to you. Listen, I'm the, Phillip, I'm, the Phillip, I'm the Phillip Rivers of, uh, of the day. <laughs> Yo, you were showing you. This is two debates now where it could have got really heated. And he did not he didn't even say damn. I was just like, whoa. Listen, I actually <laughs> very, got Very well done. Very well done. Matt, I got offered a bet. You always bring the heat. Partner in crime for a reason. We'll be back. We got more, more to come. And Hey, Listen, appreciate Matt. Thanks for coming great. on, man. Kick this. Bobby. Before we get out of here, I do want to say I actually lost a bet. Well, it wasn't a bet. I got offered 50 bucks if I could make you curse. And it just didn't. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it, it, that's it, my, I know. I, I, bro. <laughs> it's not possible, man. You didn't even say Dan. Like, <laughs> I'm over here like, all right. I'm over. Like, like Bobby said, well, like Matt said, he buttered you up and he, then he just started baking you. When he started baking me, I, I see a little bit of the smile went higher. I'm like, hey, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try, man. It, it, went, from a smirk. it yeah. went from a smirk to a full out cheese. I was like, oh, he, 
<laughs> no, I respect He's you, okay. man. Like for real, you're one of the, one of the like, best dudes I know. So good props for that. It, I didn't win my. I didn't win, but hurt, <laughs> I didn't win the bet. I didn't get the fifty bucks. It would hurt me uh, debating them because you know how I get. It was, you just yell. Was you're gonna be yelling at him. It's like, yo, he he would have probably <laughs> muted you. <laughs> nah, man, no, it's, it's the one liners. The one liners he was killing. What I was like, I would have been snapping. I was. <laughs> well, I, I left our cameras up for a reason because I want I want to make sure when I rewatch it, I see our face because like we were both saying stuff where I was like, I could probably say that, but I gotta wait. And then you bring up other points, and I'm like, all right, I got to skip that part. It's like, all right. You know, it was, it was back and forth. It was fun. It was real fun. Uh, and like you guys, guys said, I'm actually back in the ring next week. I'm back in the week. Yeah. Next week, I'm back. Because today I stepped in for short notice, which was fun because it's GSP. I'll talk GSP Silva all day. Like, I'll even sometimes I'll switch sides if I have to on Silva because, like, I would say literally Literally everything you said, like I probably would have said the exact same thing because it's all good stuff. Uh, but I'm back in next week, man. I'm arguing against Andy Reid, which is going to be another hard one. I got Bill Parcells, so I'm, I'm like ready it. for this. See, I love it because a lot of people forget how good Bill Parcells was. We'll see. So I'm, I'm curious. We all know Andy Brain. We, we know. But Bill Parcells, a lot of these young <laughs> – <laughs> A lot of these younger guys don't even know who the hell Bill Parcells is. So this is going to be good. Yeah, Carmen knows who he is, though. You know, he's a he's guy who watches sports. Uh, but, we, yo, Matt, we were looking at, like, a debate. And after they lost, like, Andy Reid lost, and I was like, yo, who, who called Andy? And I'm an Andy Reid guy, but I was like, we got to get this on a debate. I was like, dude, because I stuck up for Andy forever. And then after this, I was like, nah, where is it? And everyone's like, oh, Bill Belichick. I'm like, nah, let's think of somebody, you know. So it's gonna be fun. I'm not giving that away. I ain't giving away none of my information for this. I already prepped for this. I got all my stuff going for that. So tune in for that. But that's irrelevant. We are glad to have you back on that. So thanks again. And uh, if you got anything else to say, go ahead. But like guys, be sure to check him out on YouTube as well at Game T Changer. I'm telling you, you have great content on there. I love watching them. You gotta post more of it in the group so people see it because I, yeah. I like, it pops up on my YouTube. I see it a lot. So just share share to the page yeah. more, man, because it's good stuff. Everything you do. It's I appreciate shots. you guys. I love what you guys are doing. So God bless you guys, too. All right, too, man. And peace it, out, man. guys. Thank Thanks you. for listening. Thanks for coming on, buddy. 100%. I'll see you guys.